Feast of the Father today in Luke 15. Uh, just first of all, uh, you know, a couple of things just to have in our mind as we start into summer. Um, and I think part of it is just looking at this, the table, is the table has been for us, and I hope as you walk by, a, a reminder and a symbol of God's inviting love. You know, Jesus, uh, and as he prayed the high priestly prayer that he wants us to be one and one with him. But that oneness is not exclusive. It's not looking at to ourselves. And, you know, as we as a congregation come together on any given Sunday, there are several things I think we always want to keep in mind. One is, is that we are always here, first of all, certainly, uh, part of our celebrate is to connect ourselves to, to God and through his word, through the Lord's Supper, through celebrating from our baptism to the beginning, to his blessing at the end, who he is with us. There is certainly that aspect of cultivating relationships with those that uh, he has put us in the community of faith, our own family, and so you know, part of that is Sunday morning. I think it's often easy, and this is my experience when I go elsewhere, is that I think Lutherans generally do well with those first two. You know, we're here to worship the Lord, we're here to celebrate, in a sense, that love with, of God for us together. Uh, one of the hardest things, I think, is, is because for some of us we may not have seen each other for a whole week, is how do we see those around us? Now, we do know it's going to be generally true that whether it's us on the road, but also there are others who, you know, they're getting transitioned in and out of town. They haven't found a church yet. They may be starting to look for church. We don't normally have as many of those in the first two months of summer, although with VBS we may find some. But especially August, as school's picking up, there's a number. That's why I want to talk about this now, is that for us it's always important to have our eyes up to God, our eyes also to one another, but always our eyes out to who's the stranger among us, who's the person that may not be connected. So you look for people who look dazed and confused, except for me, that looks that way all the time, so just someone else, who may be looking like, where am I supposed to be? Or stands off to the side or makes a beeline for a seat because, you know, we don't know where else to be, but watching for those who may be disconnected and uh, disconnected from a church. There are things that we have in place for them and you. We certainly have a bulletin which is gonna highlight pieces of the week and give some ideas of ways to go, but especially in today's culture and time, well, it's gonna encourage them for uh, internet and uh, many, it wouldn't surprise you perhaps, many people before they ever visit here check out our webpage. So they know more about us than you realize uh, because they check that out. In fact, this morning when I got up at five, I opened up my email and I had someone who signed a note saying, I'm gonna be at 11 o'clock service tomorrow. Okay, so I'm looking for this person uh, at the late service. We've had others who've signed, and so actually, unusual that way, we have people who tell us they're coming before they actually arrive. They don't always arrive, but they think they are. But most of the time, at some point or another. So we have that, we have our Facebook, we have the weekly email. There's a variety of places, but I think as for me and for you, one of the things that we may forget unless we happen to be a greeter or something in the information booth, that there's always something that goes beyond what we have. As we're connecting with people on a Sunday morning, there's a couple places that we may want to direct them. One would be to come with us for coffee and donuts. Don't ever forget to do that. We have people who are just um, outstanding, and I think others of us would like to be outstanding and just don't think about it till later. And if you're like me, you go, oh, if I'd been thinking. 
I'd have said, come over for coffee and donuts. Join me in my Bible class. We'll help your kids find a place. The other place is the information booth because they might decide they don't want to go to class with you, but there's always listings of what classes are there. There's listings of other ministries, and we'll continue to expand that as the summer goes and as we also intensify our hospitality ministry. But you are always the front line to that. And so you're being aware, whether you've been here 100 weeks or one week, is to be aware that God calls us to be that initial. And usually when you talk to people, the most important part uh, beyond anything else is, you know, what is that connection? Not overwhelming people, but also being available. So keep that in mind. I know it's hard because week to week we get involved with things. Sometimes life stuff is coming at us and we're not always aware. Always welcome if you find somebody who's their first time here or they haven't been here long and they haven't met myself or Pastor Ted or somebody, come and introduce them. That's always a great way to kind of say, hey, I met this person, and we, you'd be surprised, but sometimes with things going, we don't always get to meet everybody. One of the things that's also true, because Sunday morning is a little crazy, and I don't know about Pastor Ted, but for me, sometimes you're just all over the place, and you don't have a chance to catch you, which I apologize for. But I also do focus on what is the new face around us, who's somebody that I don't know. And so I'm not meaning to ignore you. It's just I get to see you all the time. That's good. But I also want to look for the person who may be looking to connect. So be patient if I miss you because I see somebody. Or sometimes it might be simply this. There's someone who's going through something who is among us. And so if you're not in crisis and I'm aware of somebody else, I may direct myself that way too. Now I say that because as we look at the table, God is always asking us, and this is something for me too to always be thinking about, is how to understand our gathering and who we are. What is invitation about? And if you think about it, anytime we have a table, and we've talked about this, you know, it, it always gives that idea of, of inviting. It gives that idea of including. It gives that idea that we are gathering together and that God loves that. That God's intent is to gather with us and to be around. Now, we have tables and chairs, and that can be a comfortable place. I always wonder about, how did it feel? I don't think I could get down and get back up, but in Jesus' day, you kind of lounged and reclined. Tables were probably like this high, you know, and you were kind of laid out, uh, you know. But it must have been a place of comfort, a place of sitting among one another, almost lying down, a place of rest. And when God talks about eating in the Bible, there are so many places, whether you go to the Old Testament, it talks about the, you know, the feast that's coming, the feast that will have no end. It's referenced not only in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, bringing about that sense of that God can't wait to take the fullness of creation as we see the trees and the animals and everything that was the provision that he gave, to let's take that and put it on the table and let's have some fun. And that eternity is placed into that idea, but not just waiting for someday, but to take every moment. And part of that is communion today, frankly. Because Jesus calls up the words of the Old Testament of an abundance of food and wine. That it was the abundance of his very body and blood given and shed for us. That there is a turning toward and a pointing and a looking at the feast of all feasts. And when Jesus gives this parable, and the reason I wanted to make sure we would go over this different respects is that for those folks, and those, remember, they don't have Twitter. They didn't have 
you know, Channel 2, 11, 13 News. They didn't have the books. What they lived by was the interaction with one who teaches and then to roll over and discuss and consider and go more deeply into what they have had in their lives. And for them, no matter what we've talked about so far, it came down to this, is what is God's heart and who does he want with him? And he wants inclusion, fullness, celebration. Now look at this next table because this maybe looks a little bit like what we're expecting here is the, ah, get that, get that food on there. Who wants just empty plates? You know, we've seen in different ways and talked about this whole idea of prodigal. Prodigal, I think we oftentimes had kind of in terms of the lost son, and that fits because we've had lost coins, lost sheep, and then it gets to this son who's gone. But remember the word prodigal means extravagant. The son, the younger son, was extravagant because he wasted all that he took from his father. The older, uh, the father himself was extravagant because he gave back again despite how the younger son had handled himself. The elder son was extravagant in this way that he really had wasted the time with his father versus seeing what real relationship was about. And when you put that in the context of the hearers that day, we've talked about this, who was there. We had those who were considered sinners, Pharisees, the disciples, Jesus himself. We've looked at the older son, the younger son, the father, the workers. We've taken time to look at this from each one from their perspective, asking ourselves how do we just on the surface take this parable, this example that Jesus gives that we could even draw from our own experience in life or at least understand and how do we become deep, more deeply engaged with the invitation of Jesus. I guess we could consider the story, if those of you who were with us when we went through the whole Bible, the Father, Jesus, ourselves, where do we fit? Pastor Mark last week talking about who is the true elder brother. But coming together today, the real thing is, no matter where we've been, as this story has moved, as it has changed the feelings of those who heard that day, as it should change how we look at ourselves before God, the ultimate peace, like any good story, tells us at the end what it's really about, and what it's really about is a party. I think Christians should know how to party better than anybody else. Now, I don't use the word party like the world uses the party, but there should be a spirit of celebration and party. What we come to engage with when we come to worship is truly a pre-celebration of the party. When we're in our homes, and even when we go through, and you and I have both been there, challenges and things we never thought we'd have to deal with, that there is still in the background a party. I know so for, for some of us, party has different connotations. For some of us extroverts, party, yeah! You know, we can't wait to show up, and others are introverts, and we go, oh, please don't make me go to the party. Can we go home? But remember, God's party has a place for everyone, so I promise you there's places with chairs that face a wall or somewhere where you can be a part of the group, but you don't have to deal with everybody else in the moment. I don't know how that works, but 
But this party of God deals with the introverts among us, the extroverts, those who are healing, those who have healed, those who are wounded, those who receive the forgiveness in Christ, and those of us as we come together is that we see where we stand, that we belong. And usually the cool thing about a party of family is this, that with your, when you're with those who love you and who you love, it's always the best feeling in the world. So next week, uh, I won't be here. Uh, Ursula might be here. None of our sons will be here. The only one not allowed to come is Lady. She still has no place in the home of my mother. But uh, we are celebrating the 60th anniversary of my dad's ordination. And I'll tell you what's really cool. And this is, you, know, you have to understand my parents. If you think I'm bad about wanting anything done about me, and I'm like, please ignore birthdays, anniversaries, sorry, dear, uh, any of these other things, my parents want no attention at all. We've been ordered at times when things come up, please don't say anything if we're at the church. Don't put any prayer request in. No, 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 no. I mean, nada. And I think Ursula could confirm for you the same thing. I have never seen my parents so excited. Now, is it about my dad's 60 years as a pastor? I don't think so. I think there's a bit of that, but I think what it is is I've got family coming down from Missouri. We've got the people who live around them. We've got people flying in. Surprise to them. They said, we're going to invite them. They will never come. They're coming. My sense is what's important there is that it's God's party of what the gospel is about. And it's about people who've meant so much to one another and what my parents have meant to them. Have you been there? Maybe it's been a wedding. Maybe it's been an anniversary. And I think in those places, most of the time, what happens is disagreements, past fights, different directions. They all kind of fall away, don't they? Because you're here to celebrate the presence of God. I think it's going to be great. I, I can't tell you how nervous I am, especially because we live so far away and everybody else is doing things and I have no idea what I should have done by now. I'm going to probably, when we show up Thursday evening, go, oh my goodness, what will you know, we'll just deal with that. But it's just a foretaste. You know, just like I think other celebrations that we enjoy are celebrations, but they're a foretaste of a greater party that God has put together. That's why Jesus, of all things, did he not start at a party when he came to a wedding feast? Is it not interesting that Jesus turned water into wine? Is it not something that God began and then through his death of his son gave out an invitation and said, y'all come because there's a party and Jesus here too is doing that as well. He says, listen, what are your favorites? I frankly don't see a lot of my favorites there, but there's a few. What are the favorites? What are the ways that we celebrate your life you whom I've created, you whom I've loved, 
and that a party takes place, that God calls us to a party. So when we look at the table, this is why we always want to have the mindset not be but everyone else. When we see this table that it reminds us, even though it's going away after today, any table reminds us that it's never about me, that God calls not just us but everyone to the table. We're looking at that, realizing that we want the disconnected from Jesus to come to Jesus, that our connection actually becomes stronger, not as we focus on what is it in for me. You know, someone, someone's always told me one of the most favorite uh, radio stations of anyone is WISM. What's in it for me? Oh, WIFM. What's in it for me? When the church becomes really strong, when it becomes its best, it's when we so focus on the needs of those around us and the needs outside of us and not ourselves is when God continues to create more strength in us. When he, through the forgiveness of sins, transforms us from being selfish and about what I get out of the party to what is it to bring others to the party? What is it to celebrate with those at the party? What it is to lift up those who come to the party? There was a time, what we call the church era, you know, we belonged to the church. I always disliked that name, but we belonged. We were members, and we still have that. We have a membership role, but I always don't like that word member because member sounds like, you know, you have some sort of membership like in a club, and the club takes care of the member, and I don't like that. That's, we're not members, although the Bible talks we're members of the body, but that's a whole different membering that having rights, privileges, my way, disciples, family. It reminds us that God has put us into an organic system of people who love one another, put up with one another, care for one another, bear with one another, because God's party is his time of not creating rights and privileges, but creating celebrations forgiveness and life. Come to the table. We're going to say in a little bit, come to the table. Those of you who are communing, those who are observing, those who are coming for a blessing, come to the table. It's a place by which God places his hand on us. God speaks to us through bread and wine in, with, and under his own body and blood. God brings the forgiveness of sins. God brings the party to us. If we're feeling disconnected, he says, I connect you again. Don't forget you are connected to me because of Christ. He invites. It's not my invitation. It's not even your decision. It's God's invitation to bring you forward and call on you and say, you belong to me. You belong to the party. We also don't want to be territorial about our party. He's calling others through us that we can rejoice in that. You know, one of the most exciting things, besides the obvious stuff we talk about with planting churches and working in other places, you know, we could talk about that in the sense of, well, what are we doing? What I love about partnerships and working with others is that uh, this week we have uh, people who come from different states who are in Guatemala. It's not just our, our thing. I like the fact that in VBS we have not only our members who are helping to lead but other people who step in. 
others who see that as a part of their heart to help and say this is too important for us not to say yes to, including those who will take vacation from work to be here. Wow. I like the fact that when Mark and Laura Pulliam were here last week with you that that aspect of this is that it's not just that yes we've called them and they're officially under our umbrella but we're in partnership with several other churches you know how impossible that was five years ten years twenty years ago churches did their own thing we save people for ourselves don't talk to them folks over there we share it's interesting, we will share money with our sister church, Trinity, to help with things they're doing in terms of Harvey, and then they share money out of other pots into us to help with missions. Isn't that cool? It's a we. We have a new vicar being uh, installed this coming uh, summer, who's a vicar under Christ the King, who also is a part of us because we are we. And never is that so reminding us of who we are that we're here for a party, a place and time to celebrate, to partner in the gospel, to help families raise their children, to help grandparents help their grandchildren, to help one another grow in faith, to help serve with one another, care for one another, hug one another, cry with one another, laugh with one another, because all those things happen when you come to the party. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you as we've looked at this, the thing that was always staring us in the face the whole time was that there was a feast, a party coming. And we see the struggles of two young men, two brothers who didn't know how to connect with the party, those who still struggled who were around Jesus that day, and we too admit we struggle. Lord, thank you for refreshing us through today, a party of worship, a party of coming together to receive the body and blood and the forgiveness of life forever through the Lord's Supper, to be strengthened in our faith that we might be those who invite others, not just to the party of coming to resurrection, but inviting them into our homes, inviting them into our lives, that we can be a part of those who are far from Jesus. Help us see more and more, not just the mission fields of Guatemala far away, but the mission field of our neighbor next door. Help us to see that our table always has room, as your table always has room, as we invite and share life because of you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I love your kingdom, Lord. Let's rise and sing together. Mm -hmm.